Uh, welcome back to the father-son uh, conversations here today, Dad. We are back for another episode, looking like we are getting consistent somewhat with this thing, and I hope that we will continue to do that, because yeah. this has been fun. It has been fun. It'll get more fun, I'm sure, as we get better at it, um, but thanks for the welcome back. We're still in the uh, Christmas studio. Now I've had a nice Christmas and uh, on to the new year, right? Yeah, we're closing this year out. Still December, but pretty much wrapping it up. Put it a little bit more in front of your mouth. Um, yeah, pretty much wrapping up here, and I'm excited for this new year. What are your What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? That's what we should get into a little bit. I think they suck. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd <laughs> you'd be pretty blunt with that. Why Why do they suck, Dad? What? I don't know. I mean, you because uh, it's a cliche. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people norm for the most part live up to them. They're kind of just aspirations or things to say in the moment of conversation. I'm not one for uh, goal setting. Uh, oh no, goals like period, even throughout the year. Um, I don't know. I just always found that I don't. I mean, I understand the organizational part of setting goals, and that's that's good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I get it, but um, I just kind of decide on doing something and do it yeah not say i'm gonna do these six right. things so you just kind of you tackle it day by day you just get after it tackle it as it comes right yeah so and then and then you're just adjusting and pivoting as as the obstacles get flown at you rather than saying oh i, I will do this i will do this you just yeah sometimes sometimes within a, within an objective mm-hmm. i would have a list within that objective to check off to achieve it yeah but it's not like i was Say I'm gonna achieve this objective, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, that makes sense. I I agree with that. I think I don't think New Year's resolutions are dumb. I think it's a good. I think some people definitely do stick by them. It's a good like you know like starting point. Like New Year, this is what I'll do, whether you stick to it or not. Um, but that I think that's the way you can set a goal, but you should be mindful that okay, it's like we we tackle this now, like instead of you know holding it off you almost feel good about yourself because you set this goal and it's like oh like i set it now i have like this amount of time to to take step step one step two step three rather than just throwing yourself into the fire you said they were good to set new year's resolutions whether they did them or not okay well that's not what i mean i mean <laughs> what's the point if you i mean it? it's good to set them but it doesn't mean you're going to follow them that you set them, but I think it's a good, it's such a, the new year is just a big, um, it's like hitting refresh on your computer. It's just a start over in a way. It's I a good it. way to. But you also said you set new year's resolutions to feel good about yourself. Think, mm-hmm. think of how much better you'd feel about yourself. If you actually did the resolution. Oh yeah, true. And went a whole year, followed through with it. Yeah. You've, yeah, that's a much more rewarding feeling. And and um, conquered all the adversity mm-hmm. in between to keep you from getting to the yeah resolution. Oh yeah, that no, that's yeah. I just saw a Stephon Diggs interview. You get Trayvon Diggs. Did they win? Is, are they still going? Dallas. Yeah. Dallas and uh, the Vikings too. Stephon Diggs. I don't know about the Vikings. Are they I still I just saw maybe it was older. Or I don't know. I saw an interview and he was he was just crying because he they won. I I don't know. I'm sorry to loop with NFL. They definitely won the game or something big moment. And he was crying because he had made it through his adversity. So obviously, what was his adversity? 
Well, making it to the NFL and succeeding. I'm sure he came from nothing. I don't know. This is Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. But it just showed that emotion. Like, he's... He was he was fine answering the question when the reporter asked. I don't know what she asked, but he he was he was just talking about the game, mm-hmm. and he was perfectly fine. And, and she or he said something, and it struck a nerve with him, and his whole demeanor he broke down because like it was almost like you could see in his eyes the flashbacks of all the crap that he went through to get to that moment, mm-hmm. and he felt like he literally said in the interview, he's like, I I I did it, like I I made it here. This was the Vikings digs. Stefan digs. You know, Trayvon, Trayvon digs, Dallas the the Cowboys. Yes, it's his younger brother, I think. Mm-hmm. De- defense, right? Right. The the um, safety. Yeah. Safety or cornerback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard I heard a cool story about him where he reported to uh, Alabama where mm-hmm. he selected to go to college. Trayvon. Trayvon. He wanted mm-hmm. to be a wide receiver like his older brother. Mm-hmm. That's what he was mm-hmm. in high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban said. <laughs> I think you'd be better off on this team as a safety mm. or a cornerback. Yeah. And he started – he was blown away and started mm. getting upset. And the deal was Nick Saban said, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but there's three All-Americans in front of you. Yeah. You can go for it, mm. but you're going to get more playing time as a safety or right. a cornerback. I bring it up because that rocked his world, mm. and now he's – the league's leading um he leads the league in uh, interceptions this year mm. 11 i think really 11 or 12 trust in saving well I th- yeah but i think he's so good at it because he used to be a wide receiver mm. and knows kind of how they how they move yeah conversely mm. he holds the record for interceptions but he holds the record in the league for the most Yards after catch or yards on the catch allowed. So it's kind of like um, hit or miss with him. Yeah, I yeah. He had the most allowed yards. Yeah. Whole, yeah. But he's still considered one of the best. Well, that just tells secondaries. you he's going for the ball, and sometimes he yeah. misses it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going for the kill every yeah. time. Mm. Dang. Was he good at Bama? I don't even. I don't really remember. Well, he's in the league, so. Obviously. Yeah. But then you know, non-starters at Bama can get in the league. Yeah, yeah true. Because they can start on most other Also, teams. can we talk about QBs from Bama, like, never succeeding in the new system? Except for Tua. I guess he's doing all right. But, like, in pass, well, Dion you got three ta- in there now doing well. You got Jalen Hurts. Oh, oh yeah, Jalen. You got too. Tua, and you he's got Matt Jones. They okay. all they all three start. Okay, but before them, what <laughs> yeah, Dion said this in the IMF. Yeah, it's, that's a fair point. Go ahead though. Also, well, that's all I had. But also, IMF the Ocho he he hates New Year's resolutions too. I remember him saying that. He he went straight to it like you did, like they're dumb. Would uh, would To say? That was a different To was in there. Oh. Yeah. So. We talk about New Year's resolutions and, and sticking with things. Obviously, you set a goal. It's not going to be all sunshine. You're going to face certain obstacles and adversity. So I kind of want to talk about today just um, both of us sort of give antidotes in our past and and different obstacles that we've overcome 
to get here to this point and how that has changed our mindset and the way we look at new obstacles that, that come about in the future. So is there any, I mean, obviously there is, you're much older than me. Is there any um, significant, very significant event in your life that occurred that really was a shock to your system and you had to dig and, and figure things out? No doubt. Probably both pers- probably personal business and sports mm-hmm. for sure okay so, so sports as in so when you were younger and then business as an adult mm-hmm. more and older. just personal yeah what what was the lowest point in that like what was how where were you at in the in the business time or whichever one um uh, just a period of you know Waking up in the, sometimes, <laughs> the lowest probably is going to bed at night and being under such stress mm-hmm. and almost to the point of sickness where I kind of would just, before I went to sleep, saying 50-50, I'll, I'll wake up tomorrow. That's really how you felt? Honestly. You felt sick, physically sick? or Physically sick, Yeah. And I and I didn't know at the time that it was stress right. inducing it. You and thought it, something was wrong with you. I thought something was wrong with me. I had all kind mm-hmm. of tests run on me, mm-hmm. and uh, I would go to sleep at night and thinking, "Might I wake up tomorrow?" And then I wake mm-hmm. up the next day and say, mm-hmm. "And then, but then I want to get out of the bed. Like really, you had wouldn't to, had to drag myself out. <sighs> Did you?" Were you were you content going to this is I mean this is really dark but were you content going to sleep like you didn't even like really like care yeah pretty much so it never even with that mindset like you live your whole life and you've I mean you're a super positive person like and you're you don't like you probably I don't you had you been mentally ill like that beforehand not officially clinically diagnosed no okay. I always just kind of ran through those. It wasn't that severe in the past, but I mean, I just kind of get through those depressed times on my own. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Though? I don't care. I don't. You don't care. Mm. Could it help somebody else. Oh, okay. I'm sure, there's guys like that feeling like okay. that. Yeah. So, but at the time, so you, so you're, and this is this is years in the past, like right. Um, but at the time, you're you're going to sleep, and you think you think this is something physically wrong with you, because you don't know. You never lived through something like this. Thought I had brain cancer. Thought I had stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. Thought I had some form of cancer, yeah. throat cancer, mm. physical, physical. You know, right. not feeling good. And you go and get these tests, and the doc's like, "Chris, you're you're fine. You're you're perfect Nothing. health." Mm-hmm. And then, at what point did you realize it? It was all. Um, when there was an event that I'll probably should not dive into, but there was an event that mm. triggered a uh, realization of what all mm. this was. Right. And when the event went down after that, that black cloud started to lift, mm-hmm. even though my life had changed significantly. Right. Um, that car went away, started to go away over time. Took a, took a long time, mm-hmm. but I realized after that, event what it was mm. but even before that you know i'd had thoughts of just kind of going through the motions yeah years even before this period i'd have 
times where I was just like <clears throat> going through the motions, mm-hmm. spending the time away with no real purpose. And that's when I I realized over time how much how important purpose is mm-hmm. in your life, not money, not success, just purpose. And then um how detrimental stress can be. Mm. I, I I'll say though, even though even though that seemed dark to me, I'm not even close to many other people in terms oh, of adversity no. and what they go through. No, not at all. Just to me, to me personally, at the time, it felt heavy. Right. But I, I know that I, there's been a lot worse sufferers mm-hmm. and go and adversity. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I would. I've definitely had my mental struggles, not not to your severity um but enough enough to understand what it can do to you in terms of how you physically feel and the way you you think about things and the way you think about yourself mm-hmm. so i'm not blind to that at least to a, i i don't think i am like i definitely i fully can understand that and i can understand other people's uh experiences that i've heard about Rather in the past, like I, I wouldn't, I would kind of, I would be like, just like, you know, walk it off in a way. Like you're good. Like it's not that serious. You're tougher than that. Right. But the, then you don't embrace it mm -mm. and it gets worse. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes, exactly. But you, you live, you live through something similar to that. Then you, you, you essentially live in that person's shoes and then it's like, holy, like now I understand what they were saying. So I've definitely had those. I can't point to like a, a specific, like, ex- or at least something I don't want to talk about. But I can point to some, a physical adversity, like something f- surefire that was physical. I tore my ACL um, this past summer. And that was something, obviously, that's a pretty severe injury. Something you have to go in surgery for. and um, Probably your most severe injury Oh yeah, have. no, for sure. Out of all the others, um, I mean, you break some bones, but a big time ligament in your knee like that—that's a big deal. Um, yeah, well, we learned it was the meniscus was the okay. Yeah, the yeah, ligament was one thing, true. but when you tear the meniscus, that's what takes all the right. rehab. But you take the ACL, then the meniscus is going to be that much worse. Yeah. Right. So, um, obviously, I got surgery for that and reconstruction. Even just the injury itself and the time period from then to surgery, that was a super, that flipped my life upside down, right? Like everything, and I, the, the whole, why me, why me, like, the, the, I don't deserve this or whatever, that rushes through for those first 48 hours or so. Um, and it totally flipped my perspective on things completely. So then it's like, then the perspective of, okay, this, this probably happened for a reason, you know? Like and and humble me in a way, I guess, or at least um, show me a new light, a new way, new way to look at life, and and that was a big deal for me. And the whole recovery process after that, and it taught me a ton of patience. I mean, any anybody who goes through like goes through an ACL reconstruction like that, they'll say all these things similarly because it really does force you to to just succumb to this injury and you got to take those necessary steps to heal and recover Mm -hmm. and you'll go through mental battles and and physical battles through through pt to to get healthy so that was i mean that was definitely a big event that i can point to and i'm so young it was so recent 
Um, I, I I'm just I'm too young to have experience like other you know pinnacle like big events. I mean, but in your life that was big. Yeah, it was I mean, huge. It's all relative. Yeah, exactly. For you, it was mm-hmm. a big event. It was something you never experienced before, and you knew in your mind it was going to be a long haul. Right. <laughs> and so you're struggling with that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you went through two phases of learning that you had a tear, and then having the doctor tell you you had to actually get it strong and um, to the extent you could mm. for a couple weeks before he would operate on it, which was nutty. Yeah. So you went yeah. through a mental period of, oh my gosh, of I want to get this fixed today yeah. so I can start the road rehab. Exactly. So you had to wait a couple weeks and learn that that leg and that knee had been taken mm. from you. While, yeah. while all the while, which I kept reminding you, hey, you made the decision to go play the soccer. Mm-hmm. So... Right, you can't blame any anything or anyone. Consequences right. for all right. decisions. We hope it doesn't happen, but sometimes it does. Yeah. And then you knew you had facing you the whole X number of months post op yeah. to rehab. Yeah. So you're dealing with some mental. Heavy. Yeah, yeah, it was. So you're bringing me back now. So yeah, it was a soccer injury. It was an intramural sports at college. Um, and I was being told it was just a little whatever, you know. I went to see the PA after the little injury, and and I didn't, we didn't know what it was. And then eventually we see the specialist, the actual surgeon. He's like, yeah, your ACL is torn. Still in denial. Go get the MRI, and then obviously that tells you the true tale. Um, so, yeah, it was like – it was more than that. It was like, it was like four weeks of getting it strong for surgery. And that – Was it? Yeah. I sat – after I learned I needed to get surgery, I sat in my, my dorm or whatever. And that's when I was really going through the woe was me, like the sucks, like whatever, crying and, and just feeling sorry for myself basically. And blaming, blaming everything else except for, <laughs> right. And we'll, we'll tie this into Gary and, and everything he says too. And then I guess it was like two days after I, I'm calling you or whatever. I, it was the same day, I guess. I don't know. I think it was the day you learned the doctor told you it was definitely an ACL pre, okay. pre-MRI, but he's an expert it on was sports a doc. docs and he knows. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I I called I called you and um, seeking, seeking, honestly, like I know damn well like what your response is going to be. But even then, hopeful, I would receive sympathy from you in my uh, sad state. You got compassion for me. Uh, Yeah, I know. That's why I said sympathy. (laughs) So I call you, and um, you basically just woke me up from my little sorrow fest in my dorm over there. And... And like this, this is all you, you chose, like you chose to go play soccer. All you right. Well, chose. Tell, tell the audience what I said so that people can learn from, from the adversity that they're going to go through in their life and, and tell the people what that was that helped you get through it. What did I say to wake you up? Oh, you mean the compassion and sympathy? No, you said I said something to wake you uh, up. You don't remember what it is, but you just got woke up. Is that um, the deal? No, you it it was it was you it's on you it's just you chose to go play soccer like that's that's just part of it that's what comes with it yeah. 
sucks. And but you gotta go that way. Yeah, like basically, you you just you brought me to the realization like this is where we're at. Like this knee is not gonna work for a while, and you're gonna go get surgery, and you're gonna like you're just gonna get better. And literally, like, I mean, I sat there for a little bit and and contemplated, but at, like I really sprang up and and realized like okay like this is this is what it is like i had obviously i had all these other things ready to go for the summer the summer was coming up coming up i was gonna leave to go back home or whatever i was just excited like and then life gets flipped upside down so it just took accepting that that was my new reality and i that's just that's just my new life path that's what you woke me up to so that's why i had the motivation to to do the necessary steps and and crutch it to the gym or whatever or hop to the gym to get on the bike and and get it limber enough so that they could perform surgery and whatnot and the stretches and ice and all that even knowing like they were just going to go in and do the even more damage to it essentially after <laughs> by putting the new ACL in so yeah it was a whole ordeal and um it taught me a lot it really did it taught me a lot so you know it happened. You didn't want it to happen to happen, but it taught you a lot. You learned patience. You probably had a lot of days and nights of just, uh, this is, you probably went from this is mountainous, like Everest, to over time, this is nothing. Mm -hmm. This is nothing, right? And then yeah. you, you were told nine months to a year. And you said, well, let's just see about that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you just got motivated even more and crushed right. that. Right. So, gosh, man, that's that's adversity in your face. But then what happens from it? Mm -hmm. What happens from it is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. You can let it crush you or you can crush it. Yeah, yeah the doc the doc said, this, my surgeon said, you got whatever. He gave me all the timelines mm -hmm. in terms of recovery. And at first, like even my initial reaction was like, I'm going to set the record for it. And then as time progresses and you see the progress, that's so, that's even more motivation to, to keep going. And I mean, I would never stop in the first place. Like I, I would be discouraged maybe if the, the progress wasn't so uh, positive, the feedback from the, from the PT, I'd definitely be discouraged, but there would be no stop. Like we're still, we're still going right. Because I know at the end, I've been through enough to the point where in this instance, in this little adversity event, I knew, I know the end. And then as I look back on it, like, I want to know that I, I did everything I could to no regrets, no regrets. Yeah. And I, I took, took advantage of all this, all these little challenges because they really like, that's what, that's what you need. We say this all the time here, but like those little challenges, those are what, that's what shapes you and that's what makes you grow. That's why we go back to your your situation that we talked about. You had no purpose. You were just you were on automatic, you were just living day to day. So you just feel like the an outsider looking in at me, not knowing that, mm -hmm. would think guy's got a beautiful family, right. beautiful wife, two beautiful kids, good job. He must be Loving life, mm -hmm. <laughs> but when without the purpose, man, you're nothing. Yeah, you're just living day to day, which is what you were. 
that situation for you, um, isn't it crazy that I ran into this guy at the golf course because you were here laid up, so I went to the golf course by myself. Mm. By the way, he was back playing golf and carrying two bags mm. as a caddy in three and a half months. And they, the docs and the Solid. PT told him six months at best. So he's a crazy man. But um, <clears throat> I ran into that guy. Remember I ran into him, he was hobbling, and I saw him mm. in this brace. And I go, mm. ACL? He says, yes. And he was uh he was almost a year in and he was still wobbly. Yeah. And um I started asking him about it and he said I got through all those years of uh soccer as a kid, which you did too. And then I go play intramural soccer at college, which is what happened to you. Same deal. Same thing. He gets the he gets the blowout. He gets the uh the, the blowout. Yeah. Just like you. And um I had to come home with that news, right? I had to come home with that news for you. Um, when when was that? <laughs> to, to tell you this, I just saw reality Yeah, a minute ago. Was that before surgery? No, that was, uh, that was after. Oh. After your surgery. Okay. So your reality as in... Like, here's a data point I just saw. Mm. Maybe it is nine months. Mm. Maybe... Just put a little bit more doubt in me, right? No, I wasn't doing it because <laughs> no, of that. I, I don't know. I just thought, well, here's a, here's a, like, I've never seen the yeah. guy before. Just all of a sudden, you know, God puts the guy in front of me on my path. Yeah, what to, is that about? Back to the car. How, and there's my son walking towards me in the form of a different person. The same things just happened to yeah, him. What? Right? But he said the meniscus tear was for him was severe, which is why he was still hobbling. Oh, yeah. But um, That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, that meniscus is gnarly. You wouldn't even know. You hear ACL, you're like, oh boy. But no. <laughs> the the meniscus. Yeah, didn't the doc tell you that if it was just an ACL tear, he could put it back together and you could walk out pretty much? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. 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 So anyway, adversity, man. That's uh, it, to each his own. Yeah. You can't um, belittle it for yourself because... It's it's relevant relative to you. No. Yeah. But at the same time, man, you know it's pitiful adversity compared to others. <sighs> I know, but can you really can you compare it? Like you can't. No, I think it's just important to realize how okay how yeah. bad you think and tough it is. How tough you think it is at the moment. It's it doesn't even compare. It's pitiful to others. Yeah. It pitifully compares to others' adversity. Right. You know? Yeah. Maybe while you're in the adversity, it's good to recognize that to be like, man, I should be able to overcome this. Somebody has it 10 times worse than me. Like, well, you're mature enough to say that now, yeah. especially you come out of it. It's hard to say that when you're in it. It's really yeah. hard to say. It. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because mm -hmm. we got that auto switch in our brain that goes immediately to the negative, right. immediately to I can't. This sucks for me, and this will never end. Why do you think we did this the last episode, but that switch, do you think we're just conditioned, like, as we grow up, for that switch to be so innate, like, it just goes right away? Or is that just the human brain? I know you don't know. What do you think? I think it's just the way we're made. You just think? I think we, I were, we were made to be tested almost every hour. I agree. Agree. And make a decision one way or another. 
Mm-hmm. Take this road or that road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's not, here's the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about mm-hmm. adversity. I kind of want to switch switch gears. Um, we've been going almost 40 minutes. Okay, so, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap it up here soon. This is good. Keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this ties mm-hmm. into it, too. So, back to you with the whole mental health, right? You were in a in a bad spot those years ago, and and like you said, from the outsider's perspective, no one would know. No one, no one would know that you're in this horrible state mentally. You lived with me and didn't know. Didn't know. I was very young though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but you didn't ever go. What's wrong with mm-hmm. dad? Right. Yeah. No, I couldn't tell. Nothing was off really, and mom was the only one that knew. Right. Um. At least, so like neighbors, they see. Oh, he's got a family. Like. Nice house, like whatever. Obviously, he's doing good. No. So, hearing that, and then also even me, like I can relate to that completely. So, you look at celebrities and, and people that have, or whoever, like have all this fortune and fame and and definitely well off financially and, and have these families and whatnot. And you see them go on these crazy, weird, like tears or whatever, right? Like they go off the deep end. <laughs> And yeah. they have so much money that that deep end is so much more amplified and extreme. Mm-hmm. And you look at that, at least I would look at that years ago and be like, like something's wrong with them. Like Bieber, like you can, as an example, I know, you know, like Biebs, but he had a horrible drug addiction or whatever. And, and he went off the deep end. And I, when it happened, I was, I was younger and I just thought he was, the drugs were just, this is why, like, he's just, but now I'm like, I completely understand you put this person in this crazy fame and whatnot, such a young age. How could somebody like that process all that and be mature enough to, uh, go about their life with, with all this success and money like that? Imagine what kind of toll that would take on them mentally and like how easy it would be for them to go off the deep end and and just you know say screw it to everything, so I can un- I completely I completely get it and understand. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how your your perspective changes on things so much when you go through it. Right, it's gonna happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. And then like your story you just told, he had more negative temptations and oh yeah it's just amplified decisions around to choose from mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because he's got so much money he's got so many resources right yeah that's that's um i guess on tiger woods right yeah when you yes, when you when you, when you say the word adversity <laughs> yeah that guy's yeah, let's, the, that let's guy's talk the, about tiger that guy's the definition man now some of it's self-induced mm-hmm. for sure but wow, I mean, talk about no quit. Yeah. Um, does he have the resources? Yes. Could he make, but because he has them, could he decide not to keep grinding? Yeah. But but, but, do, but doing it under the most extreme pressure. Mm-hmm. And eyes, everybody's like, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. He comes back from this knee injury, and it's just like, you mean the wreck? Yeah, or his leg surgery. Yeah, hopefully he does. I love watching the guy play golf. But and even, 
It looks like he's produced a a, a baby tiger. Yeah. Did you see him, his, his uh, son play? Yeah, Charlie was. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, he's an all star. I think he'll. You think he'll be on tour? <laughs> he's twelve. I mean, a lot between now and then, he could change his mind. But if he stays the course, boy, <laughs> his swing's phenomenal. Like perfection. I mean, it's weird to say this, but and who knows, but if that kid is physically, mechanically sound as he is now as he gets older and plays and mentally, he could surpass Tiger. You think so? I don't think so, but it's just given the data set I got now, it looks like there's... Okay, yeah. If anybody could do it. Well, he could definitely be like top top 10 in the world yeah but I I don't think there's anybody winning as many events as he did with the current field of players that's true there's no there, that's true that's true you there's, too, so many, many there's too many good players and and will be with when he's on tour if he gets on tour yeah it's only like it's only getting more competitive yeah and, and it's hard for the top five players to win okay sorry about the cuts uh, so we were talking about Tiger, Tiger and Charlie. Incredible what they're doing. We'll wrap it up here quickly. You want to talk about our our little Tiger interaction we had at good old Augusta? Oh, with you? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously that was cool for me. But you're such a you love Tiger. <laughs> what was what was that experience for you? We had two. Okay. One yeah. when you're younger, and one recently. That were really cool. I thought. What was the one when I was younger? Oh, I thought you're talking. You're talking about the one where we were in the woods on one, mm-hmm. the back pocket. I was talking about when you were young. I don't remember that one. So you don't remember? So we're on the ropes. He's moving from seven green to eight. Oh, okay, okay. I don't remember it. I mean, I remember it, but I don't like. And uh, he's moving from seven green to eight. There's these guys on the ropes. They see you, they use you, they get, let's get this little guy to make Tiger give us a fist pump or some sort of recognition. Mm-hmm. We're at the, as you said, we're at the, the Masters. Master. Yeah, Augusta National. And um, so Tiger comes through and the, these three guys are like, all right, little man, all right, you're probably eight. Yeah, seven, yeah. All right, little man, get ready, get ready. Here he comes, here he comes. And then it turns out Tiger's on the opposite side of the road we're on, so he's further away. Yeah, yeah. But then... As we got closer, you go, what's up, Tiger? No, you say, Tiger. Can I get a fist pump? Tiger, can I get a fist pump? Is that what I said? Something like that. And then he he just glared over you. Said, he was what? on the other side. Yeah, so he couldn't reach you on the fist pump. Yeah. But at least he went, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, it was and cool. These I remember guys, that. <laughs> and these guys who put you up to it yeah. went nuts. Yeah, yeah. Went nuts. Yeah, he had, he had, I guess it was Joey, right? Sure. Yeah, Joey was just he couldn't like get over get over to us but well so the other golfer the other golf was walking with him okay yeah. was even do you remember who us. that was no i have no idea you're talking about where he hit in the in the woods on one mm-hmm. the first yeah, one he was right there and we literally take the pen out of his back pocket yeah, do you remember crazy. what i said to you because it was right after he'd come back it was when he's making his comeback from his back surgery <sighs> so this would have been the year before he won 2018 at the masters yes 2017 2018, he won in 2019. 2018. He's an all black. Solid Friday, Friday, 
no Thursday, Thursday morning first round th- yeah Thursday and he is in the woods had to get back into play yeah and he's literally right in front of us he could have taken his pin out of his right. pocket so at Augusta that golf course specifically it's for spectators if they go off if they go left or right off the off the fairway you have your second cut a rough but past that it's it's trees but it, pine straw. it's just all pine straw so you you can hear the thud when the ball hits. It's very hard ground there, yeah. And and everybody swarms it. So he hits it to the le- off to the left a little bit, which he usually does on one. That's why we're standing there. And it thuds, and and he, everybody races to to form the semicircle around the ball as before they approach. Right. So we're standing there, and then they come up, and then um, there you go. Well, we could have taken. We were so close. We could. Could have taken his pen out of his back pocket, right? Because he's he's setting up to the line at the shot. We have to because they're him and his caddy are discussing. So like he has the ball. There's enough space between us and the ball so that he can actually swing, obviously, and then enough space for him to come back behind the ball to actually look at the shot that he's gonna hit. And and Joey's right there, but the or where we mean you were oriented in that that crowd, we were right at the front row. And then we were behind the ball. So, like, when he backed up, you know, like they do to look at their shot, right. his he was just standing right there. Right. I mean, obviously. That and was, there's so many people, yet it's so quiet. You can mm-hmm. almost hear him breathe. Oh, so quiet. And you definitely can hear him creaking the pine straw yeah. with his shoes. But that's yeah. all you hear, and it's deathly quiet Yeah. before you, the strike. You, know, you hear his sniffles. He's got allergies. <laughs> it was cool, man. And I said to you. Jack, that is the most famous back literally in America right there in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great yeah. moment. That was really cool. And and somebody just to relate it back to what we've been talking about, somebody who's been through a heck of a lot of stuff. Yeah. That was a great this is a great father son conversation, but that was a great father son moment. That was a great I'll <laughs> never forget that. Never. That the first tiger interaction was more just me as a little kid getting the yeah, the nod from the big guy. Yeah, but now you know but that was now you're the player, so you understand it all. Yeah, and that was me and you were together. That was that was awesome. All right, I think this was a good conversation. We were definitely that was a little darker episode. I'd say that was more the. Uh, we say that every episode. I that think. one was I know, but that well, we say like we got we got in depth, but those topics that we just talked about mental health. I mean, that's. That's like the one of the biggest things you can talk about, one of the most serious things. That isn't talked about enough today. And even for like my friends, guys my age, it's just that is something that's not discussed. You're supposed to suppress that or you're conditioned to suppress that. Mm-hmm. No, whatever the mental issue is, because you'll be looked at as weird for, for being this depressed kid. I say depressed lately, not actually depressed. I mean, you could be, but just in a bad spot mentally. Right. You're, you're conditioned to suppress that, and it's not talked about, and it's definitely something that should be should be brought up more because in this digital age, technological, social media age, it's it's a very relevant issue with kids my age especially. So. Yeah, because there's no real outlet. There's not, no, there's not, not enough of this. Mm-mm. There's more about behind that screen. And, um. Also, those lonely nights, you just keep it. Just it's just balled it up. Yeah. So hopefully, know? hopefully, this maybe one or two people that see this it helps, yeah. right? That's why you got the gym, though. 
Jim's there for you, you know? <laughs> All right, Dad. All right, buddy. Talk, man. Talk to you, man.